Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you with me? Recorded live. I love the plan of God. Sister Nola, are you with us? Okay, then we will have another uh, anointed song coming from our psalmist. Dr. Black. Deidre, yes. Before we continue, there is some feedback, and it seems like uh, maybe Cassandra has activated the, the muting mechanism. But if some of you are on your speakerphone, you may have to uh, remove your speakerphone because we have a lot of feedback. Yeah, we do have a lot. Okay. I apologize. Okay. Thank you. Now, that's, well, I'm still hearing, hearing an echo. Um, is it possible that, that everyone would try and mute your phone? Try your star six and your star eight, um, which I'm not sure, again, which one would cause that process to be fulfilled. Okay, Sister Deidre. Amen. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul, rejoice, pay heart my King, in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. My soul rejoice. Take heart, my King, in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Sweet hope. Your love, and for these blessings. 
We lift our hearts in praise. Without a doubt, we'll know that we have been revived. When we shall leave this place. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 God, sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, Stay right here with Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Filling us with your love. And for all these blessings, yes, Lord God. we lift Lord. our hearts and pray. Without a doubt, we'll know. Yes, Lord God. Hallelujah. We have been revived. We have peace this place. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So if there's anyone on the line now who does not have your phone music, if you could do so at this time, I would appreciate it. I wanted to see if that makes it better. We may just, just have to, to deal with whatever. However, good afternoon. I give honor to God and to Jesus Christ, my Savior for another opportunity to share with you. I also thank you for your presence. It's always appropriate when when saying thanks and when giving appreciation that we do that for those who are on our ministry team. Uh, each week we call the names of those who are part of the team. We, we call everyone's name that is participating in, in all of the various activities of the church. And, and and I'm going to forego this this week, but I do indeed say thank you. Thank you. Thank you to each of you for the part you play and for the anointing you bring to this service. Except Sister uh, Sister Deidre, who is, who is so very, very special. She has chosen to give up her time and of her talent to uh, usher us into the presence of, of God each week, and, and that is such a special place that she has taken, and she does that in such a marvelous way. And for that, we say thank you and praise God. Um, It's already been stated that Sister Cassandra could not be with us this afternoon. However, uh, Brother Justin Laurenville has agreed to step in and and, and do the best he can with our man in the computer, and so we thank you, Justin, thank you so much, Jay, for being willing and, and for being that vessel that God can use to help us this Amen. afternoon. Amen. So to each of you, thank you for all you do in the service of the Lord, be it on this call, be it in your in your private, in your personal in, in, uh, congregations, wherever it is that you find yourself doing something in the name of Jesus, for the glory of God, I say thank you this afternoon. Now, we live again all across the United States, and that's important because I'd like you to just be able to grasp the magnitude of the glory of God. He is so marvelous, so magnificent. And as we think of Psalms 139 that says, every day of your life was written 
before there ever was one. That means before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God knew that today, July 16, 2016, you would be in your prospective locations listening and participating in a church service. Who would have ever heard of? Think about Jesus walking down the streets of Galilee or walking through Jerusalem or meeting the woman at the well, and all that they ever had at that point in time was word of mouth. And they were walking mostly. So, so the news did not travel fast. And as we are sitting here today in Washington State and down in California and over in uh, Baltimore, Maryland, or Virginia, or, or, or St. Louis, or down in New Orleans, or Florida, or right here in Tennessee. Listen, we're all getting the word at the same time. Now, Jesus promised the greater things that we would be able to do only because he went to be with his father. And we've been so blessed as a result of his time here on earth and the fact that he's still seated at the right hand of, of the father, making intercession for us. So we thank God for all that he has planned, pre-planned, and predestined that we would do in the service of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we just come again thanking you for the word. We thank you, O oh God, that you promised that it's the word that lights our path and is a lamp unto our feet. It's the word that can't come home empty-handed. It must accomplish what you please and prosper in the thing whereto you have sent it. It's the word, O oh God, that you promised. You sent to heal us. And then, God, you said it's the word by which you uphold the world. And so, God, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the power of it, not just as we think of it, not just as we read it, O oh God, but we thank you that the word takes root in us, and you promised that it would grow up in us, O oh God that it would make us strong like, like oaks of righteousness, that we would become like trees planted by the rivers of water who does not cast forth our fruit before its season. And, and we, our leaves won't wither on the vine. And everything we do, not your word says, will prosper. So we thank you, O oh God, right now as we lean into the word, God, we ask that you would open our eyes, open our hearts, give us understanding that we might live by it and show others the way to the kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this afternoon, I pray that you'll be blessed as you turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 10, verse 27. We're going to be on a, on a journey. Uh, through the word this afternoon. We're going to start in one place and we're going to travel to several other places and believe that God will tie it all together in the end. And as I read the scriptures today, I want you to listen carefully as we start with God fulfilling a promise to Israel in one place and then he sends the anointing to do the job in another place and then Jesus shows up to declare after he's defeated the devil that the word has showed up again and, and the anointing and the power is doing the work. And, and then even shows us or reminds us that we have also been given what we need to be victorious and to succeed in this life. The topic of our, of our message this afternoon is called the anointing, the unusual presence of the Holy Spirit. The anointing, the unusual presence of the Holy Spirit. Sister Deidre, you were right on point again. Thank you for being a, a listener to the Holy Ghost, because the, the music, the singing, was just exactly what we needed to hear. 
So Isaiah 10, 27, if everyone has it on that day, his burden will be removed from your shoulder and his yoke will be destroyed from your neck. On that day, his burden will be removed from your shoulder and his yoke will be destroyed from your neck. And one translation will say because of the anointing oil. Our journey begins with Isaiah 10, 27, as I've just read, and the burden refers to weight that had been placed upon the shoulders of Israel. It's an illustration of a pair of oxen carrying a load, and they were made to work together by the placement of a yoke across both pair of shoulders. So I'm sure that if you see, I, I, I am much older than many of you, and some of you are right with me, but if you'll remember anything back in the old days, like wagon train or um, any time where you've seen bands of people traveling by wagon across anything or, or uh, in, in slave days or even, it doesn't have to have been that many years ago, in, in uh, plowing fields, you'll find the, the farmer will have uh, uh, oxen or mules, and they'll have yoked on them something that will make them work together as a team. Even though and, it, and even though it's one piece of of, of equipment, it's, it still have a, an attachment for it whereby both of them can be put together and 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 held together. So then, the yoke is designed that a brace fits across the neck of each animal and there is a bar that connects the braces to make one piece with two holders. Now imagine, if you will, the weight that is placed on our backs, on our shoulders, the weight of sin, of frustration, of hatred, of persecution, the weight of sadness and sorrow. Sometimes it's the weight of bills and sickness and relationship worries and children in trouble and perpetrators. Everywhere you turn, pointing a finger, uttering lies, whatever it is that places weight on you, one bar goes around your neck and the other one is around the neck of the Almighty God himself. Paul reminds us from the Amplified Version of the Bible as I read Romans Romans 8, 28, we are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. Amen. Even, even when Israel was under Egyptian slavery, Assyrian persecution, or Babylonian captivity, God was always a partner in their labor. He was in the yoke with them, helping them to carry the load or the oppression of their perpetrators. So if you think back through that list that I read off, I want you to remember that you have not been standing alone. You haven't been pulling alone. You have not been pressing alone. I want you to be able to just envision there's a there's a yoke around your neck and there's a neck around the a yoke around the neck of the Almighty God and He's carrying the majority of the weight. Amen. The story opens with Israel having been under severe attack by the Assyrians. You know, the Assyrians were the bad guys in, in, in the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible. 
My research shows that major chapters in the book of Isaiah are set in the historical and sociopolitical context of his age, of Isaiah's age. During Isaiah's ministry, Assyria dominated the Middle East. Although Egypt had hopes of regaining the land and power lost in prior conflicts, during much of its early history, Assyria itself was controlled by various powers. Now, if you look in the papers today and listen to the news today, any major newspaper or, or channel in America will have sections that report on current events in the Middle East, and that's Iraq, the Persian Gulf, Israel, all of those places. And so now we're brought right back to the center of what's happening in the world. A serious preoccupation with their enemies coupled with the weaknesses of Egypt and Babylon left David and Solomon free to extend their own boundaries and maintain their kingdoms independent of the foreign dominations. And so that, that took away the, the stress and the distress that would have been placed on Israel because Egypt and Assyria were worried about their own problems. They had, you know, they had their own issues. They had their own enemies, and they were trying to protect their own borders. So they were, they were kind of leaving David and Solomon alone. However, in today's text, Assyria has regained some power and territory, and God is using them as a rod of punishment to Israel. You know how often Israel got in trouble? All through the Bible, especially the Hebrew Bible, Israel was in trouble. And so here we are today. In Isaiah 7, starting at verse 1 and going through 10, verse 4, the Lord revealed that he would use Assyria as an instrument of judgment against Syria, against Israel, and against Judah. But what about Assyria? Weren't they even more wicked than Syria, Israel, and Judah? Well, the answer is yes. The Assyrians were wicked, yet the Lord used them as a rod of his anger. At the same time, none of it excused Assyria, so the Lord says, woe to Assyria. Now, you know how people are quick to help others punish and persecute you. I don't know about you all, but when I was in school, they had these little uh, bullies, but the bullies would never work by themselves. There would always be a group of them. And so they came to persecute you. And, 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 and even today in today's society, there are cliques in the churches and, and, and sometimes the neighborhoods and wherever you are, whenever there's a, an opportunity, sometimes someone might take a jab at you, but it's usually on a group. But yes. they should really be careful because though God allows it, their own punishment is coming. And they don't know how much of God's wrath will be upon them for being an instrument of Satan. But God promised Isaiah that the weapons would form, but they were not of him. And and if we were to look at, at Isaiah 58.17, it says, 54.17, no weapon that is formed against you will succeed. And every time that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. This peace Righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Listen to that. Peace, righteousness, security, and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication for me. 
says the Lord. Listen, isn't that exciting? Peace, righteousness, security, and triumph is your victory. It's your vindication. It's what happens when God stands up for you. And this is what's about to happen for the children of Israel, even though he's allowed the Assyrians to punish them. He's about to stand up for them. They're about to regain their peace, their righteousness, their security, and their triumph over the opposition. Now, during his youth and early manhood, Isaiah lived in the southern Israelite kingdom of Judah, which was ruled by the strong king Uzziah. Uzziah controlled areas even to the Red Sea. This is the place of one of the most important epiphanies of biblical history. In 740 B.C., the year of Isaiah's death, Isaiah received his calling as the Lord's prophet. You'll remember him speaking of his calling in chapter 6 of Isaiah. He says, in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And right after that, God began to ask, who can I send? Who will go for me? And Isaiah stood up to the plate, stepped up to the plate and said, here am I, Lord, send me. Now, today's text focuses on God's promise to Israel to lift his hand of correction and to allow them to find the power to live free of the oppression of the Assyrians. The message is that the anointing, the presence of the Holy Spirit is the anointing, would be used to remove the burden and destroy the yoke of oppressive abuse that they had endured. It's important to understand that the power of the Holy Spirit has not been recognized as the power force of the, tri- of the Trinity. However, God told Zechariah that the mountains would become plains by their shouts of grace to it and by the power of the Holy Spirit. The, the anointing was on the voice that shouted grace. Then he said to me, this continuous supply of oil is the word of the Lord, to Zerubbabel, prince of Judah, saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit of whom the oil is symbol, says the Lord of hosts. I just wanted to make that, that, that uh, connection. It's, it's the, the spirit of the living God, and the, the oil is a symbol of that. So that's why in many of our church services we'll, we'll, we'll come down to the altar and we'll find that the pastors or those who are praying for those who assemble at the altar will have anointing oil, and that's the symbol of the Holy Spirit. There is some controversy about the actual meaning of Isaiah 10:27. Some says it doesn't mean what we take it to, to mean. Some says it's been misinterpreted. However, when you consider that the oil represents the anointing of the Spirit, we can safely believe that God will use the oil the anointing that accumulates in our lives as we fill ourselves with the word of God to build up in us until we can speak the mountains and they will move. Not because we spoke, but because we spoke with the anointing of the spirit, who is the power force that causes mountains to move, burdens to be lifted, and yokes to be destroyed. Some translations refer to the yoke being broken. However, if the yoke is just broken, it might be mended back together. But when it's destroyed, it cannot be 
put back together, and we won't have to worry about that tool being used to weigh us down again. I shared earlier how God's presence in the yoke works. And in Egypt, as the angel but of the spirit, he was the death angel that took every child in death except that of the Israelites. Then he became the wind that divided the Red Sea and dried up the bottom of it. In the day of the Assyrians, he promises Israel that in a little while and my indignation against you shall be accomplished and my anger shall be directed to destruction of the Assyrians. And the Lord of hosts shall stir up and brandish a scourge against them as when he smote Midian at the rock of Oreb. And as his rod was over the Red Sea, so shall he lift it up as he did in the flight from Egypt. Think about that power that God is saying he's going to use against the Assyrians. Can you imagine what wind would have been, how strong the wind would have been to blow the Red Sea apart? And it did not just blow it apart to make the the water stand up as a wall on each side, but it also dried the bed. And, and the word says that when they went across, they went across on dry land. That's the kind of force God was about to, to exert against the Assyrians. He said to Habakkuk that uh, the same thing, he, when they were in Babylonian captivity, and, and God says, I'm using them to punish you right now. He says, but then I'm going to turn around, and those will be the very ones I'll use to bless you. God knows how to do it. We sometimes think that people are getting over on us, and people often think they're getting the best of us. But God knows how and when to turn the situation so that whatever is holding you down and holding you back and keeping you from advancing into the things to which he's called you, he knows how to remove that out of the way or just take them and make them become a blessing for you. Hallelujah. And we just stand and believe God for exactly what he's promised. Now we'll go on over to Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. That's a very, very powerful scripture. And it also is an example of the presence of the Spirit in the anointing or as the anointing. In in these verses, God tells us that even when he allows us to be enslaved, imprisoned, wounded, and broken and hearted, he's still the one that can fix it. And it's still by the Spirit who brings the anointing. That, those verses read, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. See, it says it right, right at the beginning. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Notice that day of vengeance of our God, because whoever has been oppressing you, breaking your heart, binding you up, keeping you from being free, holding you in prison, mm-hmm. they're going to have to meet our God. That's right. Amen. And then he's going to comfort us. Yeah. I remember a, a pastor saying to me one time, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon you. That's his presence. Because he has anointed you, that's his power. To preach the gospel, that's his purpose. And I tell you, those words I have never forgotten. And it just meant so much to me at the point that I heard them. And 
But those were words like, you know, yeah, I was told you, when you get words and God hadn't already spoken it to you, you're supposed to put them up on the shelf until God confirms it. So those were some words that I just kind of put up on the shelf and waited on him to come around and say, well, I guess that was me, you know. But although Isaiah could help us get back up from the dredges of sin, death, and, and the grave still stood as mockers before us. See, the anointing was upon Isaiah to help us in those places of our flesh that got us into trouble. But when death and the grave came, it took Jesus to be able to have enough of the spirit to anoint us and to drive back the forces of death and the grave. So then Jesus comes. In the wilderness, he took on the devil in every way that we would find ourselves tempted, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of of life. He defeated the temptations of Satan and could boldly declare to the temple, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, we're talking about the burden-removing, yoke-destroying anointing, which comes by the Spirit of God. It's defined as an oil or ointment that is applied to either a person or a thing. So we've talked, we've we've seen it work in Isaiah's life. Boy, didn't he give some good words that that remove burdens and and, and help to mend the broken hearts and and set some people free. And, and, And Jesus did it all. He went through all of the fleshly temptations, and then he took care of death and the grave on our behalf. My grandmother used to go when she was called to pray for the sick. In our neighborhood, everyone knew that, that, that Mama had, had an anointing for healing. But whenever she went, she never went without her bottle of oil. She did not rely on her power to get anyone healed. She relied on the power of the Holy Spirit that the oil in her bottle represented. We can pray for people to be healed of their broken heart when there are deaths in families or divorces come to separate a husband and a wife from their family. These occurrences leave broken hearts. The anointing can heal these broken hearts, and we can pay bail to get people released from jail. However, it takes the anointing to get people set free of the prisons of the devil. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's in their minds. Sometimes it's the actual sale with steel bars. However, It takes the spirit of grace and supplication, which is grace and favor, to get people released from the prisons that only God can open the doors to. And then we go on down to Acts 10, 28. Peter here shares the witness of Jesus at Cornelius' house by telling them, The message spread throughout Judea beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now here we find Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit all in the same place. And guess what they were doing? They were healing. and setting free all who were oppressed 
of the devil. Even after Jesus had taken his seat at the right hand of the Father in heaven, the witness of his power on earth remained the magnet that pulled the unsaved into the ark of safety, as Cornelius and his family. When we are in this wonderful picture of the power of the Holy Spirit, also called the anointing, where do we find ourselves? I can see the anointing at work in our lives in the very places that God was with Israel under Assyrian captivity. In the life of Isaiah under Isaiah after he died, and he saw the Lord as he accepted the call to ministry. And in all the places that Jesus said he would be as he spoke to the disciples of the work of the Holy Spirit, he was the awesome creative power of God. This is the Holy Spirit was the awesome creative power of God in the universe and in preserving the lives of people and creation. The Holy Spirit can be a destructive force as he works to free God's people from captivity. And he is the power that Jesus promised to you and me to be witnesses of his in your hometown, in your state, and in your world. If you'll remember Acts 2, verse 8, when Jesus told the disciples to go into uh, up to the upper room, and, and, and he said, wait there until the Holy Ghost shows up. And he told them what to expect when the Holy Ghost came. Well, it's 1-8, but you shall receive power. And that power means ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. But notice that he didn't send them out until after the Holy Ghost came upon them because it's the power of the Holy Ghost. It's the power of the, of the anointing that helps us to be the witness that we need to, to be. It helps us to be as Paul when it comes up on those hard times and those hard places when people are after you and when, when snakes bite you and, and people stand around waiting on you to drop dead. But you know what? It's the anointing. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that prevents you from falling over dead because there's more in you than there was that came to destroy you. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. So when we look around and discover that we can't live in this world alone, we'll have to agree that, the, that we need the anointing. We started off with, with the anointing that destroys, uh, removes burdens and destroys yoke, yokes. And then we talked about the anointing that is the good news to the oppressed, that binds up the brokenhearted, that proclaims liberty to the captives, releases the prisoners and proclaims the Lord's favor, but then it also reminds the enemy that God's going to get you because the business of our God is about to show up. And then we talked about the, that anointing that came when Jesus declared that, you know, it has it sent me to bring the good news to the poor because I just defeated the devil on your behalf. And, and even in the midst of all of that, Jesus was still on his way to the cross. And after he got up out of the grave, he said to the disciples, now you go over to, to, to wait on, on, on me. I'm going to send 
that that power, the same power that got me out of the out of the grave. I'm gonna send it over there to meet you, so you'll have the power to witness of who I am. That's the same power God is is offering us today. And so then we have the Holy Spirit, the anointing that comes by the Holy Spirit for deliverance, for healing, for successful witnessing, for protection when nobody else can keep us safe, and for ministry. The anointing, the unusual presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So we have heard why the anointing is so important, why we need the Holy Spirit. You've also heard that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are one. We heard it in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. See, he anointed him with the Holy Spirit. God did. So when they're all in one place, guess what? Things happen. Lives change. People who are bound go free. Hearts are mended. Wounds are bound up. When God, the Father, when God... In, in Jesus, and when the Holy Spirit shows up. So would not you like to have that kind of power at work in your life? And then it says that, that, that the Spirit also brings grace and favor. How about that? God's ability and our inability come. And then we have favor. People give us, not because we've earned it, but because God said we deserve it. My Lord. Because we're here. Well, that's the family that we belong to. And those of you who don't know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, those of you who don't know that Jesus has indeed uh, paid the old sin debt on your behalf, Mm. there should be no debt collectors coming once Jesus has been accepted because he's paid the debt. We're inviting you to join that family today. We're inviting you to, to, to say with me the, the, the prayer that just asks Jesus into your heart, and then you can become a part of a family who knows the, the, the anointed one, his anointing by the Spirit of God, and then their father will become ours. Won't you join us? If you choose to, then pray with me this, this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I accept Jesus as my sacrifice. And that's exactly what he became for me. I accept him as the debt that is, is, is as the payment for my debt of sin. And I ask you to forgive me of, of sins that I have committed knowingly and unknowingly. I thank you, God, that I am able to accept the free gift that you offer and join the family of God in the earth, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. And if you pray that prayer with me, I invite you to send an email to refugefromstorm at aol.com, and we will be happy to call you back or so that we can communicate. I'd like to be able to share with you what, you, what you've accepted, uh, the value, the valuable gift that you've accepted,
And we'd like to walk with you through your hard places. We'd like to, to hold you up in prayer and stand with you until you see victory in, in your life. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Now we'll have a Amen. selection from Sister Deidre. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Amen. I love you. Yes, Lord. I love you. Thank you. I love you, Lord, today because you cared for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up, Lord, I magnify your name, your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Yeah, I love you. you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord. I love in such a special way, that's why I'll praise you, Lord. I'll lift you up and I'll magnify your name, your name. That's why my heart is filled. With praise, my heart, yes, yes, my mind, my soul belongs to you. You paid the price for me way back on Calvary. That's why I praise you, Lord. I lift you up, Lord. I'll magnify your name, your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we honor and praise you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes, now, Lord. those of you who would like to have prayer, uh, feel free to stay on the call after the call is ended, after the recording is ended, after the benediction, and we'll be happy to minister to you at that time. Father, we just thank you for this day. Now we thank you, O oh God, that you met us in this place. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the one that we look to to teach us, to guide us, to remind us of all that Jesus has said and to make available to us all of the, the power of heaven in our situation and in our lives. We ask you to bless these people as we leave this place, God. You promised that we would never leave your sight. We thank you that you are true to your promise, God, for you are not a man, that you should lie, or the son of man, that you should repent. In Jesus' name, amen.
Brother Jay, would you stop the recording, please? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.